All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of Smugcast. Uh, this will be a weekly podcast that is brought to you on Mondays to help with your bad case of the Mondays. Uh, in this first episode, we get into what it's like to be in your 30s, have a family, your job, all the bad shit that can go wrong in, on a weekly basis. So without further ado, this is the first episode of Smugcast. Right, welcome to the first episode of Smugcast. I am AP. With me, as always, my partner in crime, the BJ. Hello, world. What's up, sir? You ready to get into this? Yeah, actually, this is. Uh, I was pretty excited by this. I mean, it's been a it's been a work in progress, so I'm pretty excited. This this has been a long time a coming. Five years, actually. Five years in the making, we finally put out Smugcast. Yeah, I mean, it all started as I uh, I called you and, and said, hey, do you want to get some dinner? We went to Buffalo Wild Wings, and I was talking about, because I knew you did videos, possibly doing a documentary on something I had an idea for. And I started talking to you about the podcast and you know the things I was doing on my own, but I never put anything out. Like, I didn't know... And it, I enjoyed doing it, but I didn't want to do it by myself. Yeah, it's always it's always better with with a partner. You get a little more. It's kind of. I mean, it's hard to do by yourself. Yeah, and a lot of people um, love the idea. A lot of people wanted to be a part of it, wanted to join it. But then you were the first person that one day were like, "Hey, let's do this. Let's do this." And it's been about what about a year for us together. Yeah, yeah. We finally we finally put it together, and here it is. First episode. <laughs> we started with USB mics, and then, then we did more research, and then we needed condenser mics, and then we needed audio interface, and then, it's, it just never ends. No, it was awesome. Is because all of a sudden, with all this equipment, we sound professional. We we do we do we look professional. Yeah, and it's just something. I mean, we're both married with kids, and in our mid thirties, and we just figure we just for all those that are going through what we go through on a daily basis is maybe we can add a little little joy and laughter to their drive or whatever they are mowing grass or laundry, what, whatever they're doing at the time. So they can pass their, uh, pass their time. And they're just waiting for the weekend. Yeah. Waiting for the weekend. So they get to do even more things they don't want to do, but they, they, they didn't realize they signed up to do. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they don't give you a pamphlet when you have kids or when you hit 30 that says, Hey, uh, you're going to do a lot of useless shit. And not get a lot of praise for it. No, I mean it, it's it's funny as I always like seeing new couples. They're just getting together. They're smiling like they're holding hands in the mall. Oh, and they're they're walking hand in hand through the mall, and they're all googly eyes. And then they're gonna have kids, and they're gonna fucking hate each other. And then they have their names in their phones, like my love and love of my life. <laughs> mine says mine says like uh, 
my wife's name and ice in case of emergency. That way they know who to call. Oh, mine don't even have that. Well, I just... I, just, I don't want them to call her. Oh, <laughs> uh, Do you have emergency contact on your phone? No. Do you have just, a... Do you just, have a, just let me die. Do you have a favorites list? Like that? Oh, yeah. 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 Where, it, where it consists of mostly the people I work with. Where is your wife at on your emergency list? Or well, on, on my favorite, favorite she's list. number one. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Like, who's number two on yours? My boss. Your boss? Yeah. I don't even know who number two is on mine. Oh, actually, it is my boss. <laughs> it is. It's followed, it's followed by my boss, and it's followed by uh, Jay Moy than you. <laughs> so you went from, like, not even being on the list to being the top four. Hey, top four, baby. So, if, yeah, that's that's amazing. But, no, as you get older, and but that's the more main reasons we started getting along. Because there was other people. I mean, we played softball together, which was great. But we realized that you have kids. I have kids. We're in our 30s. And we're going through the same thing. And, and it's funny. It's almost like there should be a club for, for this. So, that way you see a new member walk in. They have to sit down and say, hello, my name is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've I've been an adult for six years now. I just finally realized. <laughs> I just realized that um, the love between a mom and her child will never compare, or I'll never can be able to compete for that affection anymore. No, no, no. Those love that love has a lot of conditions too. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's because the, my favorite phrase that you hear is when uh, someone talks to to uh, like your wife or whatever. They're like, "Well, how many kids you have?" Well, I have. Two boys, well, three if you count BJ. Yeah, you always <laughs> got to count the husband. Yeah, and it's yeah, like it's, I'm a fucking child. Yeah, it's, until it's payday, and then it's like, oh, how you doing? Oh yeah, hi. And one of my yeah, that's that's something that's definitely great is when you see new people that when they hear us talk, like Jay Moy, for example, he uh, he's engaged to be married, and um, and then I'll make comments, and he'll he'll just really upset. He was like, is that where what's going to be like? He's like, was you ever in love? I was like, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I was 21 years old. Like, uh, I met her 18, and it was great. At and one then, point, yeah. Yeah, then you have two kids and a bankruptcy, a separation, and social yeah. media. Yep. Tell me you wouldn't be a little jaded towards things. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. Thankfully, I haven't had to had to experience some of those, but... Oh, I have a lot. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it now. And the funny part is when you go home, you you don't really say, hey, how's your day? It's like, hey, did you pay the electric bill? <laughs> is the power getting shut off today? So that's kind of the, the gist of why we got together, because we would just sit outside and we would just start talking. And then I was like, holy cow, we go through we'll do the same things constantly. Well, it's 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 we we talk about the same stuff that every other adult with kids talks about, but we 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 have a good time with it because you just went through it too. You just went through what I went through. I had a black Ford Expedition all-wheel drive, beautiful, loved it to death. Yep. I once um, hit black ice and went to a ditch and it knocked the tire off the rim, <laughs> and it still pulled me out. Yeah. So, and then we had our second son, and Steph's like, "Hey, it's too high to put because they're eighteen months apart." Yeah. She said it's too hard to put the car seats in; it's too high up. She's like, "We need to get a different car." I'm like, "Hey, we'll go look for another car." I said, "Just let me know what you find." So I get off work and go to the car lot, meet her there, 
She's already like sitting in the desk, like sitting at the desk with the dude. She's signing it off. I said, well, hey, what you get? She's like, oh, uh, well, we're going to go ahead and trade in your expedition. I'm like, all right, all right, great. What are we going to get? Like, you know, I'm thinking, hey, you know, a little mini SUV or, a, yeah. you know, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something's still worth styling. No, it's a minivan, bro. Oh. It was, a, but it was cool though, is because testosterone it, level just dropped. Because it's cool though, is because when you click the both buttons, both doors open on both sides, so it was pretty sweet. That's 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 amazing. When I and I was twenty, I was twenty six years old. I was only twenty six. Yeah. And I remember I was listening to CDs. For those, hopefully, people listen to this will know what that is. That's our prior customer, or prior around <laughs> our age group. Yeah. I pulled up their red light, and I was listening to Wu Tang. Had the window down, and I just remember, like this girl, probably eighteen, nineteen years old, pulled up beside me, and I, you know, I, <laughs> I went over and smiled at her, just you know, in a minivan. Nod. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I'm in a minivan. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I just literally put my hands went straight to ten to two. Oh yeah, like it was just yeah. like natural in that car. You you become responsible. And I went to like Goodwill to look for a members only jacket and a. Fanny oh pack. yeah, I like it. But you just went through it. We should bring the fanny pack back. I did. You I, had that you know, beautiful truck. Uh, the rims, all the chrome. You had two sets of tires for one truck. Yeah, I did. For winter. And that's what I'm yeah. talking about. It was awesome. I had, loved running had that truck. Had to. We play golf, just throw our bags back oh, there. Throw yeah. in the bag, no big deal. And then, uh, then, it, then it got traded in for a little car. But whose car was it for? Was it for you? Uh, uh, no. Oh, that's the same thing happened to me because my car got <laughs> traded in. I got her car, which is not a bad car. I mean, it's it's a nice. It 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 works for me. Um, I I I left my man card. It's actually downstairs, uh, in a little in a little case. Uh, and it says you know break glass in case of emergency. But just to let you know, it will come full circle, because after the kid's a little bit older, oh yeah, I, they end up buying my Jeep. Yep. And I had the truck at the same time, which it, it, I, and then I got that back. But then now, as you know, I was able to go out and buy my own, my, oh, yeah. my own little toy now because the, kid, little toy. the kids are bigger. Yep. And now they like having dad having a cool car. Oh, yeah. Of course. Because even the kids wouldn't, wouldn't ride in a minivan right now. Nobody wants to ride in a minivan. No, unless you had, no. Unless no. you got 27 kids. <clears throat> and then you have to get one of those sprinters, one of those, uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cargo van. And there's, and for everybody out there that has kids, there's four doors on a car for a reason. I believe this. Parents in the front, kids in the back. Four doors. That's, a, that's why they make four-door cars. If they wanted you to have a bunch of kids, they would have like 12 car door cars. <laughs> You'd be driving a limo around. And that's the worst thing I always hate hearing is when they're like, oh, yeah, she's pregnant again. Okay, like you didn't know that's going to happen. Like if like you, you ain't figured out what's, what's causing that. Yeah, it's the fucking you get for the fucking you got. Someone once told me that because I remember it's we were, called tequila. Yeah, I remember. I remember we we're pregnant with our second child, and I was stressed because of finance. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna have our second child." I was like, I was talking to one of my mentors at work, and I was like, "I don't know." I was like, "I'm pretty stressed by this." He's like, "I'm gonna tell you something that someone told me," and I'm waiting for this big, like, big you know, grand advice. And he's yeah. like, "This aha moment." He's like, "BJ, that's the fucking you get for your fucking you got," and I just went, "Well." What? He's like, well, that's that's what happens when you do that. Are you stupid? That's and, what causes it. Yeah, he's like, if you didn't want to do that, then don't have one. And I was, yeah. Like, and then I couldn't. And then I never could complain about it again. That's my um, 
My grandparents had four kids, had four boys. Well, they needed people back then to work, right? <laughs> Possibly. That was a long time ago. But I, uh, when I had our second kid, I, you know, called my grandpa and, you know, was letting him know, you know, having a second one, you know, it's going to be a girl. And, uh, he says, uh, he says, well, he said, you going to have any more after that? And I said, well, probably not. You know, it was kind of, can't really afford it nowadays, you know? And he said, well, he said, me and your grandma, he said, we had, uh, uh, the two oldest before we could figure out what was causing it. And then we had two more before we could get it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> this is my 70 year old grandpa. They don't make men like that anymore. And that, and I'm not taking a shot at us, but those guys were beast. Oh, he was, he was a good, he, he, he's still, the, still to this day. Um, I, I lived with my parents, grandparents growing up and he worked at a, a found golden foundry and, yeah. uh, like people fall in the pit and died. Remember he lost part of his pinky finger. He lost it? A lot, like, it got cut it off. got cut off? Yeah. yeah. So I remember sitting at the kitchen table, and he's like, oh, I gotta go to the doctor. They wouldn't cut it off the rest of the way. He got went to work the next day. Oh, I don't doubt it, man. Those you know, guys were hardcore. You know how many people would take, like, a month off? Oh, I would. Yeah. Like, I lost my finger. <laughs> I need some time. Yeah, I need to cope with this. He's like, I just gotta get him go to work. <laughs> yeah. But I realized why he went to work every day, because he had, like, five kids and four daughters. Oh. Uh, so I think he... <laughs> He, just, he was get it was a it was a vacation compared to home. going to a place that could cause death every day. Oh yeah, or staying home with them because I lived with <laughs> them, a lot of them growing up as a kid, and I was just like, "Good lord!" No oh wonder man. Great. Now that I'm older, the key to successful marriage, guys, just listen. This is free Cheap. advice. No, <laughs> find a job where you work a lot because the less time you spend with somebody, the less likely you're going to say something stupid. Oh, that's for sure, especially with us. Uh, yeah. Because that's someone asked me that, and that's what I said. They said, "Well, you know, you guys have been together a long time. What's the key to successful relationship?" I said, "Find a job where you work a lot." That's, that's I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's of course, you know. Then, you know, especially like in my case, I got my kids are younger, so you know, I, I spend, you know, I work a lot of hours. We both work a lot of hours. You know, anywhere from fifty to seventy hours a week, where we spend at work. So, you know, when we get home, we're tired, we're out, we're trying to, you know, relax and recoup and get ready for the next day, but there's work to be done. And she's already spent, you know, three or four hours at home with the kids going nuts and you come home and it's, it can be a nightmare sometimes. Yeah. I've cried like a few times regarding my kids. Like when they were born, I cried. It was awesome. I have two sons. Couldn't be proud of my sons. I hid behind the nurse. When my first one was born, I was terrified. Oh, I watched it. I was told to turn my head. You shouldn't see this part. And I was like, no, this is like a great movie. Uh, they had the big glass up there. No. Nah. And you're seeing, yeah, I, I loved was, it. I grew course, up on a farm, so it didn't bother me. Yeah. It was just like cattle or something. Like, hey, what, you know, watch that. Of course, we had been up for roughly, man, I want to say uh, almost like 30 hours. Oh, wow. By the time my first one was born. And it's something I think she had finally decided to get an epidural at like one o'clock in the morning or something like that. And so we got about three hours of sleep and the doctors woke me up was like, you're having a baby, get up. <laughs> so I get up and I, I, I'm, you know, you wake up from three hours, you're, you're just dead to the world almost. And they're like, grab a leg. And I was like, hell no. I ain't grabbing no leg. I'm going to stand over here. 
And so she was pushing and I kind of looked up and peeked over the, the nurse's shoulder that I was hiding behind. And I started to see the head and I ducked back down behind her and it was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what's going on? That right there proves why women are always going to be better than us. Oh, I, the pain watching her, she, you know, she wanted to do it all natural, going all natural. God bless her for trying. Oh man. Oh, she just, the pain that she was in, there's no way a man could handle that kind of pain. We talk about, we talk about bad bowel movements, rough ones, like, like we're giving birth. <laughs> like we're giving birth. But when the, the other time I cried, because my kids are older, is when I've cried a couple of times is when. They could do the laundry. They can do dishes. <laughs> you were just and proud. Then, and this summer when my oldest son mowed the grass. Oh, that's amazing. And then my youngest weed eated, and then we got the little blower, and I'm just out there directing traffic. Like, hey, you got to get that spot over there. You're the foreman on the job site. Oh, it was beautiful. Like, it is great because it's free labor. Oh, yeah. I'll, I won't have that. I had two girls. Yeah, good luck to you. Yeah, I'm going to hire somebody. Yeah, <laughs> hire somebody to do that work yeah why not yeah you're gonna be hiding um here in what 10 years probably just hiding and paranoid and oh yeah and just gun always on your hip waiting for some (laughs) dude to knock on the door i'm here for your daughter oh jesus and i'm more worried about my kids going to the house knocking on the door saying Uh i'm here for your daughter Uh yeah because instead of worrying about one penis you got to worry about them all yeah yeah and that's yeah because if if you, as a, we know how the mind works for young adolescents, and it's just scary. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, think I know what I was thinking about at 14, 15, 16 years old. And you have to make sure you address it with them instead of waiting for that phone call or waiting for that talk, like, hey, I think I screwed up. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And there's, you're not going to scare them away from any of that stuff. But if you, if you prepare them and try to talk to them and, just talk to your kids. Like it's, you know, you, it's fun to talk to your kids. It is hilarious. Oh yeah, once they're once they're two in age, like your kids, yeah, they're a blast. Yeah. <laughs> of this, course, we have you know the guy talk four million dollars. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, well, it's just four million dollars. Oh shit, it's only four million dollars. Hell, you talking about? Uh, but it's so great to see their innocence and not realize the cell phone bills due and then house yeah. payments due and did you pay the credit card? Uh, did you know? The um the the sh- the show on MTV sixteen and pregnant, I know of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, in the I guess towns where uh, the the viewership is really high on that show, West Virginia. Well, I don't know, but and just all over the country in the in the towns where the viewership to that show is really high, their teen pregnancy rate has dropped dramatically. Oh, I can imagine they should show that in school. They should. I mean, because kids don't learn by being taught. Kids learn by seeing other teen or other kids go through experiences. You know, the meanest one of the meanest things they ever did. I was sitting in health class, and there was a girl that was pregnant in high school. I remember saying, "Hey, hey!" She finally looked around. I was like, "That's not mine, is it?" <laughs> Mean when the meet now I look back and I wish I knew it was I'd apologize but yeah and that just kind of just set me on that path of how I became myself. Oh, uh, there's a there's a I lot thought of... it was funny because I wanted to see see if other people laugh and other people laughed and then she cried and oh I was yeah just like too far she doesn't want to be pregnant no. not at that age no no 
there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I that I look back on and stuff I said to to people growing up, and I just go, God, you're such a dick. Like, why would you say some of that? Yeah, and then it was funniest because when we were thinking about what name we could name name this podcast or whatever, I remember we were going back and forth, and it was funny. We we're checking like Twitter and Instagram and make sure all these names were taken. Because I remember telling this story about how, like, during one of my reviews for work, <laughs> the word smug actually came up. <laughs> Imagine that. Smug and condescending. That uh-huh. was actually one a part of, of, like, one of my reviews. Wow. But I, I took it as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, of course. That, of course you would. That <laughs> You always have something to say. Yeah, always. I remember during one review, they said, uh, they said, uh, BJ, you only get so many words in life, so I, I really hope you choose them wisely. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing I'm guessing the F bomb on one of them. No, and I just just kind of took that as a compliment a little bit. Was just always have something to say, but I think that's the, what's wrong right now is we don't say anything. We're afraid to say anything. We're afraid to be punished for saying what we want to say. Yeah, nobody speaks their mind. I'm not talking about disrespecting people to a point or... or you no, know. but you got to stand up for yourself. But yeah, I mean, if somebody... If you're... Uh, back in the day, like I guess people had bosses that were dicks. And you never, and even then, they didn't say they just took it every day. and Day in and day out, they'd walk in and just... You'd see them walk out their head down, just be bitter towards the world. And I, I never wanted to live work or living like that no i mean it it was almost like it was customary for your boss just to be a complete asshole i mean that's that's where i mean that's you know that's what movies and shows are based off of you know the boss that's the asshole the guy with the the guy with the tie and the short short uh button-up shirt what's why do you wear button-up shirts short sleeve with a tie i I don't know that Uh, that is the dumbest look why why would you wear a short sleeve button-up shirt i understand if you work at burger king because you already gave up on life and you have a mustache and you're trying to nail like one of the high school girls because you had to move back home in a Uh one-bedroom apartment yeah but yeah, you're you're made that you had to put up with stuff, and I understood that for the longest time because when I came up and started working, I looked at it as you're paying your dues. Like yeah. you kept your mouth shut, and then I mean, my bosses terrorized me because I was I mean I feared them. I didn't re- now look back, I didn't respect them. I feared them. Oh yeah, my bosses now I respect the hell out of. Yeah, because it's it's a different world. I mean, the, your boss like has to be they have to be a certain way now because HR. You know, there's so many, there's so much more involved because now. Because fr- people are afraid to get sued. And I understand that. Well, they are. Because you can sue anybody for anything You now. could ruin a company. If someone gets, a company gets sued for $50 million and they get awarded, you know, half of that, that could cripple some companies. Oh, yeah. But I, I think we should still live in a world where back in the day, if someone's a douchebag, you just pull them around back and knock the shit out of them, tell them to get back to work. Yeah. Or I mean, you got to take your licks. Know your pecking order. Or I think you should just be able to fire people. Like, but right now, trying to fire somebody is like it's it's easier to, I don't know, get into an Ivy League school than it is to fire somebody. Anymore, it's it's easier just to lay somebody off and not bring them back, let them quit. Because if if you fire them, then they can you know they get unemployment. They get, you know and that comes out that comes out of that company. That company pays into unemployment every week. Yep. So they you know if they fire them. They're still losing money because there's too many people that don't want to work. They want it handed it to them. They do. There's yeah. too many lazy people in this world. Yeah, we've be- created it. We've created it by bailing everybody and everything out instead of 
get your ass up and go to work and pay your dues and get what get what you deserve and yeah, I believe in getting what what you're worth, but you have to have something that makes you worth you, that. You got to hold people accountable. Yeah, and that's a big thing and and that's a big thing, but I think kids now, I don't want to be the hey, get off my lawn guy because yeah. I'm getting older. I don't know. But like my kids now, all I talk about is work ethic. I talk about work ethic. Work ethic. If you want to do this, you have to work hard at it. You have Yeah, well, I mean you're trying to raise a decent human being. Nothing's going to be well, trying work ethic will why the little one's gonna get his ass kicked yeah yes yeah the little one is eventually gonna come home and see black the, the, eyes the difference blood. is i i'm a big dude so a lot of times is people would weigh their options like do i want to hit him or not but like yeah because he's it, not gonna be as tall as his dad and big as his dad so he's yeah. gonna be that little, he's gonna he's gonna look like his mom he's gonna be a little chirper he's already got her hair yeah he's got that man he, perm yeah he is, he is a chirper. He's a little chirper. But he, he, he reminds me of myself. I just happen. Did you ever get knocked out? Oh, no. Huh. No. <laughs> you didn't help that story at all. No, I didn't. <laughs> to be honest. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've taken my licks, but I mean, I, I've, I've usually, but I, I was big. I mean, I was a strong kid. I mean, I was, you know, I, I was, I'm not, I mean, I'm not crazy tall. I'm six foot, you know, growing up, I was like 160 pounds, but I was solid. And, you know, I had a strong jaw. So, I mean, I could take a hit. But, you know, and I was pretty quick. So, I mean, I could get in a fight, hold my own, and take a couple of licks. But I never I never got, I mean, I never got knocked out. Never really got beat up. I wasn't in a whole lot of fights, though. I just, I don't know, man. I, I, could, I could mouth off, but I still seem to get along with everybody. I don't know. Yeah, I mouth off. I mouth off a ton. Just, I mean, growing up with the name BJ, you didn't really have a choice. It was either make fun of or be made fun of. Oh, yeah. So I chose to make fun of. So, I mean, I just, right out of the gate, I just knew that it, always on the defensive. And as soon as somebody said something, I already had something ready for them. And so. And but I, instead of instead of being bullied, you you fought back. You know, we, we didn't have safe spaces. Is that the, we weren't little is that bitches. The, is that that little sign? Yeah, or safe the, place. The safe, safe place or whatever safe space where you. Oh can... yeah, I remember going to the boys' club as a kid and just getting brutalized. Oh yeah, yeah. They would just like I would, and it's almost one of those things like I can't wait to be older so I can you know like so ever... you can so you can pick on the young guy. But I would mouth off to him, and I just didn't care. I mean, what's the worst thing that happened? I would get catch a beating. Yeah, I mean, then they're gonna kill you. No, no. I mean, just for the simple fact is is, but I think everybody's too sensitive now, and I. I, I think that everybody's too sensitive. I think that people don't like to be pushed. I don't think people like to show, like, go get what they want. Like, they expect to be handed it to them. Like, they expect to, like, as soon as you graduate high school, here's a $100,000 bank account. Go out. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's the it's the MTV Kardashian slat, you know. it's Everybody sees all these rappers and think that they're going to be a millionaire and they're going to buy a Rolls Royce with some gangster rims on it and, you know, live the life when in all reality, you know, that's a $400,000 car. You are never probably, you are, the chances are better for you to get struck by lightning than you're going to, you're going to ha- be able to win the lottery or make enough money to be able to afford that $400,000 car. No matter how big of a baller he might think he is. I mean, I want people to chase your dreams. So I'm not trying to shit on your dreams, but, but in order to, no, get, but be in realistic. Order to get there, you have to work for it. You like, got to work. It took us a year to do this. Yeah. A year. A year. 
And I mean, we just didn't walk in and say, "Hey, we're going to be top ten on this or that." Like we know we're going to have to pay our dues, yeah, take our gonna, licks, and get better as we go. But people we, are going to like us. People are not going to like us. But we've also put in a lot of a lot of time and effort, practice, getting the sound right. And that's kind of my point: is if you're going to do it, put your effort into put it. Put the effort. I mean, we we spent we spent hours in front of these microphones. You know, we've we've worked on you know the the art for the album. The, you know, the, in iTunes, we you know the, we we've we've put in work to bring this podcast to, you know, the blue collar guy, a woman. That's, I mean, that's who we are. We're the blue collar people. We're in our thirties. Yeah, we've got we're gonna... kids, we've got jobs and we, we just, we want to talk about real stuff. Yeah. Cause we're going to mock the shit out of men too. Oh, every, oh, absolutely. <laughs> men are, men are horrible. We are horrible people. We are. I mean, we are like little kids. We absolutely are. We just get older. We, just, we don't grow up. We just get older. And we still like shiny things. Oh, absolutely. Because like, if like if I was on my own, I would, God only knows. Like, I'd be broke and have all kinds of shit. Yeah, I'd be broke with a bunch of bad habits. <laughs> Even more than we have now. Yeah, yeah. Our habits are bad enough now. Because we're just type of people, if we want something, we just go get it. I, I am. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's how a lot of this came about. Oh, I know. I was like, I think we spent like, but a weekend trying to find all this equipment oh yeah and the next weekend that i'm driving my kids up and my wife all the way up to uh, castleton to this one place to find this i'm calling yeah. you they're sitting in a car <laughs> yeah like oh come yeah. on hurry up it's but i mean but that's that's I don't know, this seems to be a trend with me i mean if it's from you know my my photography and videography work to you know to this to whatever it's you know i i got i had the camera you know, and then it wasn't good enough. So I bought a way more expensive camera. And then it was like, well, I need this lens. And then it was like, well, but, you know, I kind of want need this lens too. Well, but if I had this one, I could do this. Well, then well, well, if, I had a, if I had these lights, then I could do these lights. You know, it's like, it's like you're accumulating all this stuff and none of it's, <laughs> it's not paying for itself at all. You know, and and I've you know I've got clients and stuff, and uh, got a lot of stuff going on this month in particular, um, but it might nowhere near covers the amount that I've put into my equipment. Oh, absolutely not, absolutely not. And then that's one thing I was always bad about that too. But I was bad about getting it, using it for a little bit, and then feeling guilty for doing it. And then I sell it at a lower price to somebody that I know couldn't afford what I just bought. Oh, yeah. So that was my way of saying, like, oh, you're selling this now? Yeah. I'm just like, well, you know, he needs it. He really can't afford to buy these or whatever. So I'm going to give him a pretty good deal on it. Oh, man. The the Mustang. The Mustang I had. I bought it. And a week later, put it up for sale on Craigslist. A week later? A week later. Why, though? I just, I, I, I don't know. Because I never, that was really um, my first, like, big purchase. I mean, as far as, I mean, as far as anything goes. I mean, you know, other than the house. But it was, like, kind of the first big, I mean, because it was a toy. I mean, I had a truck. The wife had a car. You know, both, well, the truck was paid off. And that's what I drove back and forth to work. You know, because I work, I mean, I'm, I'm a heavy equipment operator. I mean, I, I drive to dirty locations. And so I had this little junk truck that that's what I drove back and forth to work. Well, she got a new car, you know, and I'm still driving this, you know, 
piece of crap truck. And I was like, well, I want something. So we went to look and it was actually a fluke because we were actually going to the north side of Indianapolis to go look at a car. And we drove by the car lot that's two blocks from my house and there it's set. And I was like, oh man, I mean, it was the color, it was everything. And so we stopped in to look and she actually had to convince me to buy the car. I didn't want to buy it. That was a setup, by the way. Oh, it absolutely was. And so, you know, we, we go through, run the numbers, get, you know, what the payment's going to be. And I'm, I'm like, I, I never paid that much for a car in my life. And wh- what kind of Mustang was it, though? It was a Mustang GT. See, when I first met you, I remember we were, uh, it was at the softball field. And because um, I actually knew one of your good friends more than I knew you. Yeah. Um, so, and I remember seeing you and then I remember, um, you guys got out, we're putting your cleats on or whatever and you're doing it. And I saw the Mustang or whatever. And I was like, Oh God, a fucking Mustang guy. <laughs> I was just like, uh, I always wanted a Mustang, but since I was probably 13 years old, but you, but you fit the Mustang guy mold a little bit. Probably had, probably had the backwards hat, goatee. No, it's not, not that necessarily, but you just had that. <laughs> You just had that that Mustang guy, like you could just tell a little bit, and made me laugh because I was just like, "Oh, yeah, I mean, I was I was cocky." Well, that yeah, that I was a little smug, yeah, smug, and then you had <laughs> like, oh, it was just like, I don't know if I can deal with this guy. I may have had earrings at that point in time. I think you had frosted tips too. Oh, eh, maybe that's a possibility. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just, now I'm just really being an ass. Uh huh. I did, man. I used to rock the frosted tips because the guys from my hometown that had Mustangs were huge douchebags. Yeah, I, like yeah. they pull up to the line and just let it go, and I'm just like, why? Uh, man, I didn't do that, man. I knew how much tires cost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you get older, you understand it. I can't say anything because I have like a a car now that I can even that I catch a lot of shit for too. Well, yeah, and then they always. <laughs> And but then, you bought it. You didn't buy it because you had a big ego. You bought it to be a dick to your boss <laughs> because he had one. Well, they all had black cars, and then so I just, I just, I literally bought a car just to be smug. Yeah, you, and then, you accomplished that, and then I fell in love with my Lexus. <laughs> oh, he, he drops the name on it. The reason is this is, is this is not this is not this this is supposed to be for blue collar. You're running around in a Lexus. Well, the reason I said that is though is because when people find out, like, hey, did you get a new car? Because I always park in the same spot. I'm like, yeah, that's my black car. And they're like, oh, so you got the Lexus. I'm like, well, it's an 06 And they're like, no, it's still Lexus. So I always have to like, I try to make myself feel better. Like, no, no, it's it's old. No, 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 it's, it's okay. A, it's an older model. <laughs> yeah. I got the old model. And then, and then, yeah. And then I find myself like now, like explaining, like when I see what it is, I'm like, it's da, 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 And I'm like, oh my God, what happened to me? Uh huh. You, you became, you became that guy. Didn't I think you drove it, what, the third, second or third day I had it? Yes. Yeah. Something like that. And then you got the car. It was like, you're like, oh, still pretty smooth at 110. <laughs> I was like, what? Because. <laughs> And I was just like, yeah. really? Yeah, I was just like, that's great, buddy. <laughs> I got it out on the, you know, I, you get the paddle shifters, and I hadn't played with paddle shifters in a while. And we hit the highway, and I looked down, and I was already running like 80 miles an hour, and it didn't even feel like it. And I thought, oh, I know. Oh, I wonder what it feels like at 120. I know, because in my Jeep, if you get to 80, in, in my, like, my, I love my Jeep, and it's fun. 
but it's made like when you it's not made to go 80 it's not it's a, no it's, a, it's, it's made a, to go 10 off road it's a six speed and you put it in and if you have it in third fourth or fifth and you get up to 80 you're like, yeah and it beats you up a little bit because it's supposed to be a, a rugged vehicle and i think that's why i always kept it because it's only like one of the very few manly things i still have left yeah because for god's sakes i use a loofah in the shower hey i like you know it exfoliates my skin at some point in time, though, as, as you get married, you realize that there are some things that you do that you would still not admit that you do. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm I using the, the soap that I am currently using in my uh, you know shower is uh, actually uh, this organic soap <laughs> that my wife bought. <laughs> but it smells so good. And the funny part is you can, and, and if one, you find one of your buddies, like we can talk about it, like, Oh, by the way, she got this stuff. It's da da da. And you're like, Oh really? Yeah, it's pretty great. Like yeah. we'll talk about it. And then, but anybody else, if someone else says it to us, you're like, Oh, what the fuck's wrong with you? Uh huh. Like I use old spice. Yeah. I still use a bar of soap. Yeah. I wash my butt and my face with it. Same uh-huh. thing. Now I had, um, a video, the video shoot I had back in, uh, June, um, the owner of the company, you know, had came down and he's a big weightlifting guy and, and, you know, ex army ranger. And, um, he, he came down from Chicago, went and got a workout in back in his hometown. And, you know, he's like, Hey, you know, do you care if I, you know, take a shower when I get there? And, you know, I mean, I know him, you know, we've, I've known him for a couple of years now. And, um, I was like, no, no, you know, no big deal, no big deal, you know. So I go, I'm getting the bathroom ready, you know, and I, I you know, got his towel out, and and I break out the organic soap, and I'm, and so it gets up, so he gets there, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, here's a shower, you know, here's a towel, and and I was, I was like, here's the soap, it's like, it's, it's, it's organic. I was like, my wife buys it. He just looks at me and he goes, put it back. I don't need it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I've lived, I've lived in the desert. I don't need your organic soap. And that's and that and that's funny. That's funny because like I would even shower like in your house even if I was covered in mud. That's to me that's just kind of freaks me out a little bit. Why? That's uh, so weird. I don't know. I can name everybody's I would take a dump in your house. Everybody feels comfortable taking a dump in my house, yelling <laughs> in my refrigerator and just that's fine. But I can name everybody's house, not besides my own residence that I've had that I've taken a shower in. Like I've, there's none. Like there's been, nobody. There's, there's been one, just one. 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 It was after a softball game. I slid and I got a big. Um, we were going to a barbecue at this person's house, and I knew them. I had a big uh, strawberry in my leg, and I had to get the dirt out. Yeah. That's the only. If that didn't happen, I wouldn't have showered there. Yeah. There's something about showering and and taking a deuce in someone's house it just freaks me out <laughs> it has to do with like a lot of it has to do with the movies of all the things that can go wrong like the toilet gets clogged oh it'd be and a nightmare it just, it just all of a sudden it is hey where's your plunger yeah or what happens is if you have like all of a sudden it just what if you accidentally shit on the floor or something no what if this smells too much like it literally you know all of a sudden it's like let's just say you just got, you don't know them that well. You know them, but you're not to that level. Like to me, yeah. pooping around somebody is intimate. When I knew that my wife loved me is when she felt oh, comfortable enough to fart around me. Oh, 
Oh, see, my my wife will not. Did, like, did I make you nervous? No, no. I thought you were gonna say like she was like in the bathroom while you were dropping a deuce or something. A little open door policy. That no, is not. I don't happening. like that. No, m- yeah. no. That's the funny part is my kids, my wife. <laughs> like the other day, I was in the shower. I was in the shower. Shower's my time. Yeah. Because after you've been living with people for so long, it's like you look for quiet places. Oh, of course. And the bathroom is a I get out the towel off. Our bulldog is in there. <laughs> What's up, BJ? Steph's in there. And then we have a ba- our bathroom door and our bedroom doors right beside each other. So those are both open. And I'm, it just, it's, five, it's like 5, 30, 6 in the morning. And I'm you, just like. Did you walk out doing a helicopter? No. Cause, uh-huh. No, because I would have slipped. I would either tripped over the dog, and then there was yeah. a cat on the sink. It's like Wild Kingdom. <laughs> you're running a damn zoo over there. And then the other thing is, is, is when you're in the shower, and all of a sudden your wife comes in because you know I usually up before her. Yeah. And so all of a sudden I hear her going to the bathroom, and I'm showering, showering, you know, washing my hair, whatever I'm doing. All of a sudden she sits down and pees. All of a sudden she just lets out a fart. Oh, she is gonna kill you. I don't care. But what I'm saying is, is there's certain things that certain faces and certain things you don't want to see the person that you love do. Yeah. Like the poop face is not a face I want to see. No. Yeah. I also want to hear, oh, good morning, babe. Sorry about that. (laughs) Because I hold, I, I hold her to a certain standard. Yeah. You know, it's because I don't like to break it down that far. I'm not saying if we're in bed, we can't do Dutch oven. That's fine. Oh, man. My wife would kill me. No, like, like this way, the longer you're together, this goes out the window. Because uh. what I knew when I was getting older is when I was uh, bending down to pick something out and I farted and didn't mean to. <laughs> I got depressed for the rest of the day. And then it happened to her not too long after that. And then we talked about it and like we were pretty upset. <laughs> like we were just like, wow, we're getting old. Dude, I you know, in the mornings I wake up, you know, and I'm a guy and I'd say most guys are probably the same way. I, you know, first thing I do is roll over and fart. And, you know, during the winter, you know, I work, you know, for about three months I work less hours. And so we roughly get up at about the same time. Well, I would, you know, wake up and you know, of course I I gotta lay there for about five minutes before I can actually motivate myself to get out of bed. And you know, I'd fart, you know, she'd be down getting her coffee or whatever. And she'd come up and set her coffee down and put her little protein, you know, in it for her, you know, she runs and, um, she'd go into the shower and get out. And she finally one day was like, you have got to stop farting when you wake up. I was like, why? And she goes, because I'm tired of tasting fart in my coffee. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that'd be a know, great coffee. I hate to name. hold it in. Fart coffee. <laughs> fart coffee. We are sponsored by Fart Coffee this week <laughs> for the coffee that really tastes like shit. But yeah, and that and that's but me. I just think I'm not like I'm not comfortable with a lot of things. Like there's certain things I don't during certain settings. I don't care what happens. But there's still I still like a little bit of privacy, a little bit. Like, I don't, because my brother would leave the door open and take a shit and be like, hey, hey. <laughs> We're out of toilet paper. No, no, he'd be like, hey, uh, 
You want to rent a video tonight? <laughs> I'm like, dude, just shut the door and finish, and then we'll talk, man. Yeah. And my, one of my close friends in high school was the same way. He was on sitting on the toilet, drinking a beer, smoking a cigarette, taking a shit, and just and just be like talking. Like, hey, I'm thinking about asking that girl out. What do you think? I'm like, just shut the door. I think you need to shut the door and finish your shit. I mean, it's one thing after practice, football practice, basketball practice. Well, you take a shower with a bunch of dudes. I don't care about that. But I'm talking about like when you when you walk in that bathroom, close the door. It's it's almost like a little glass. You're, you're closing in enclosed glass. Yeah, that's the way. I, it's a sanctuary. It I, it is. It is. I, it's I, the only place I have left to hide in my house. It's it's and quiet it's being time. invaded. It's quiet time. Pop in, get out your phone, set up an office, do some work. No, but it's being invaded. It's the last place I got. Yeah. I always tell, there's no privacy when you have a family. No, there's not. But we have three bathrooms. Yeah, but you're where the party's at. Come banging on the door. What? Um, do you what do you want for supper? I don't know. I'm I'm trying to squeeze the deuce out real quick. I'm having some problems this week. I need some fiber. Because I think it would be messed up if you can actually be like taking a shit and be like, yeah, I'm thinking about some more tacos. Those are great. <laughs> I want to ask you this question. I want you to answer honestly. All right. Have you ever been shitting and ate while you're eating? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I've ever went that far. I don't know. Like, I've been eating a sandwich and went, went and used the bathroom, like peed, but I've never, like, sit there and, like, was eating, like, a Snickers bar and pooping. Oh. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't. Or Kit Kat, give me, <laughs> give me a break. I, 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 I really don't, I really don't think that I, that I've ever ate on the toilet. Now, I used to drink a beer and brush my teeth in the shower when I was younger, um, but... No, I, I don't believe I've ever ate. You know, you're the second person that told me that. I was. I used to work with some recovering um, alcoholics. Like, they've been AA 10, 15 years. Yeah. I remember telling the story. It's like, yeah, just get up, take a shower, pour a glass of scotch, smoke a cigarette, drink scotch, get out, brush my teeth, and then drink some, And I was just like, holy cow. Oh, yeah. Like, you're nothing until you actually meet a true addict. And, like, you may think you have a problem, but when you talk to a true addict and some of the stuff that they did... Oh yeah! Like he told me, he drove the car and and into the pool at a wedding. <laughs> like and he's telling the stories, laughing, and he was like, "I was like, and you don't, I don't know if you should laugh about it or not." I'm like, dude, you married, you, you were in someone's wedding. It's funny because he, I mean, he lived, <clears throat> he lived to tell the story. Everything, it's always about making the story better. Oh, he told me some great stories. He was a he was a Vietnam vet. Um, he was a great dude. He was just hilarious. Like he was one of my supervisors, but he'd never treat treat me like a, I worked for him. But he'd always take me on. We'd have to go do trips. He's like, "Ah, oh, come with me!" And like, we'd go into town or whatever. And he'd just tell me stories about Mexico and and how if you ever go to Mexico, how you can tell if it's a man or a woman if you pick up a hooker. He's like, he's like, you just rub their cheek, BJ. Just rub their oh, cheek. Make sure there's no stubble. Sure there's no stubble. Oh man! But the best story you ever told me, and I'll tell this story really fast because this is why it's fresh in my mind because I forgot about this. One of his buddies had picked up a hooker in Mexico, Tijuana. This is in the 80s. Took her upstairs. She was performing a certain act on him, and she was reaching for his wallet. Oh, she, she was yeah, trying to rob man. him while she was doing that. Yeah. So th- he pulled out his uh, little 22 and put it to her head. Oh. And she was just like, oh, God, oh, God, please don't shoot me. He's like, <laughs> 
and uh, she was pleading for her life. And then, and then I said, well, what happened? He's like, oh, he made her finish with the gun to her head. <laughs> and he told me that story and didn't laugh. He's like, well, you know, sometimes you just got to do sometimes what you got to do. do it. I mean, you get to those vinegar strokes, man, you don't care. You just got to finish. And you really realize that you haven't done anything in life until you hear stories like that from Mexico. Yeah. I've never, have you ever been to Mexico? No. I've, I've never been to Mexico. I've heard, I've heard, I know I have buddies that have went and had some pretty good stories. Yeah. Well, some of the stories that he, that he's told, that he told me, and then I've had um, other employees that have worked for me that were from Mexico, and some of the, the, the stories they tell me, and and when I was in Laredo, Texas, the Rio Grande is basically was 10 feet away from me. And then there was a detention center there. So I'm driving to where I'm supposed to go work at the help at this place. And it says hitchhikers are most likely escaped detainees. Oh, shit. So I go there and, and, and I have on a, a nice button up shirt, real nice outfit. I got a nice rental car. I think I'm dry. I was driving a brand new uh, Chrysler, uh, uh, 200 brand it was brand new yeah. you know so i pull up to the place and walk inside and the guy i'm going there's supposed to help he's like um i need you to go back to the hotel i was like what's the matter what did i do he's like you you dress way too nice i need what he goes you dress too nice you're too close to the border and you need to um switch rental cars if you can no uh, joke and i was like why he's like because you look like you have money oh shit you're gonna get robbed oh kidnapped Oh, damn. So, and nobody spoke, English was a second language in that town. So when you, and it's also the first town I've ever seen drive through places, liquor stores. There was girls in bikinis and you could just drive through. In the liquor store? No, no. It was, it was like, it was like a garage and you just drove through and these girls in bikinis would, you would buy the beer, like six pack, whatever it was. I never went through there because I afraid I'd get robbed. Yeah. And he would drive through the town. You would see condemned house, condemned house, condemned house, million dollar home, condemned house. Yeah, and, and you would see this like drug lord. Yeah, like I was like that's the one of the very few times I was scared to death. Wow, I was only there seven days, so I would go to work, stop at Whataburger, and go back to the hotel. Stop at what is it? It's called Whataburger. Whataburger. Oh, it's in the south. Oh, I wish they'd have it here. Where really? Oh, that good? Yeah. Like jalapeno burgers are really good. Really? Yeah. How's it really, compared to Five Guys? Uh, it kills Five Guys. No joke. Well, it's a little bit more fast food than Five Guys because they take a little bit oh, more time. Yeah, yeah. But it's just something about, like, it was like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of spicy, but it's it's just, it, they're such great burgers. Yeah. I mean, for the pro, compared to the price of Five Guys. Oh, yeah. Because Five Guys is good, but it's compared to the price, it's a little bit yeah. less expensive than, um, Five guys. Yeah. Now I had uh, had a buddy that went on spring break uh, into Mexico and uh, almost got arrested for buying two grams of cocaine <laughs> off uh, the cabbie that um, picked him up. He gets in the back and the cabbie turns around and, and he, he starts speaking in Spanish. And my buddy doesn't understand him. And he's like, "Oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't speak Spanish. I don't." I don't and so he says he pulls the car to the side of the road and stops, and he goes, what are you looking for? And my buddy was like, oh. He was like, uh, coca? <laughs> and he goes, I got you. And so they take him for, take him, you know, and to another another part of town, you know, away from the resort. 
and he he's like, look, he's like, there's a door right there. He goes, you walk into that. He goes, there's going to be a guy standing on the other side. He said, you just walk in and you tell him exactly what you want and what you're there for. And he said, they'll take care of you. He goes, my name is whatever. Tell him I dropped you off. My name is one. Yeah, one. And so he does this anyways, gets it, comes back out, gets back in the cab, goes back to the resort, goes into the club, is in the club, in the bathroom, taking a big bump and somebody walks in and it's the cops. And what are you doing? What are you doing? You know? And he's like, oh shit. You know? So he flushes it right there. I don't know how much he spent, but knowing him, it was probably a lot and just had to, had got a little bit and had to flush it. Oh, good Lord. And like they, they pulled him out and questioned him and went through the whole the whole shebang and finally let him go. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of places that if I was no no family, just me by myself, I would probably want to visit to see what happens. Yeah. But the best thing that happened to me was having kids because it did slow me down. Oh, absolutely. Because I didn't think I'd make it to mid thirties. No, I just that's what I just told uh uh, told somebody the other day that I, you know, I'm 34 years old. Like I, I never thought I would live to see 30. Yeah, mine was 30. Like, yeah. I remember turning 30, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, I actually made it. Like, I still I, have a I chance." Didn't think I was gonna make it here. I yeah, I, I lived uh, I lived pretty rough. You know, those from like 20, probably 21 to about 25, 20 to 25, probably. I mean, it was whatever you got. Mine was, yeah, mine went in spurts, like 16 to 18, and then I met Steph, and then right around when I got became kind of kind of successful in work, like 24 years old, you know, I was making good money. I had no idea how to take care of it. No. Uh-uh. Like, I'd go to the bar across the street and just yeah. be like, sit there and buy drinks and whatever yeah. I wanted to do, and... I remember, I remember the job that I have now, when I, when I first got it, like, I mean, it was like a significant pay raise. Now, I mean, it was more dangerous work. And um, I remember I got, the, like, the first week I worked there, we worked, like, a lot of hours. I mean, we were there that first. I mean, you know, and I had to be there because it was like, you know, they were teaching me what, you know, how to how to, how to work on this stuff. And I remember, you know, the end of the second week, I finally got my paycheck. And I, I want to say it was like, it was like 700 bucks, you know. But I'd been used to only making, like, 300 bucks, 350 bucks maybe at the most. And, um so I get this check, 700 bucks, and I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> we made it. <laughs> I called my buddy, uh, that one that will be a guest here in a couple weeks. Um, I was like, we're going out. It's on me. So we end up at the roughest, well, uh, I don't even know if I should bring the name up of this bar, but it was an old famous actor, and uh, it was the name of the bar. And we went there and just got smashed. That's the one. That's the one uh, yeah. that I went to all the time yeah. too. Yeah, I just yeah. go over there and just, just, and just become friends with everybody. Yep. And I remember we called my sister. I was like, "You got to come get us." And so she comes and gets us. So she lived like a way across town. Comes and gets us, picks us up, and on the way back to my buddy's apartment, you know, I mean, this was probably, I think this was like probably midnight, one o'clock in the morning, maybe. And uh, on the way back to the to the his apartment, I'm like, "We need to go to the strip club." He's like, what? We we are not. I was like, we're going to the strip club. It was one in the morning. Yeah. They already got their dudes for the night, unfortunately. They did. Oh, dude, it was it was so stupid. It's sad that I actually know how that worked. But it it, it was bad. We we get back to his apartment, and he actually has a girl 
um, it was just a friend of his that was living with him at the time. She was going through some hard times. And so he let her, you know, let her crash for free just till she got back on her feet. And she's just got off work, sober, like, hey, we need you to drive. So she drives us to the strip club. And anybody that knows Indianapolis may have heard of the classy chassis. Um, it, <laughs> there's no classy about <laughs> there's, it. There's no classy about it. And uh, we went in there, and I remember we we were there maybe like an hour and a half before they closed. And I just remember seeing their little champagne room, and I remember going, "How much is that?" She was like, "Well, it's like I think it was like a hundred and fifty bucks for like three hours or something, you know." And uh, I was like, "I want that." And she's like, "Huh?" She's like, "We close in an hour." She goes, "Just it's not worth it." I was like, "No, I want the champagne room now." And so she sat there for about 20 minutes and finally convinced me that it was a bad idea. That's when you know it's bad is when one of the workers at the establishment is telling you, like, uh, I think that's a bad idea. Oh, the, the, the best the best, the best, best part of that night um, of the, at the strip club, um, we were sitting there, you know, and I was paying for everything. You know, <laughs> I've made it, <laughs> you know, and, or you know, you think. And um, I was like, well, hey, let's get a lap dance. And he's like, yeah, yeah, cool. So I said, well, pick pick out, you know. So we we start scouting the room. Well, come to find out, we both picked the same chick out of all the all the girls that were in there. That was the one we both wanted. So I was like, well, you know, you, you go ahead and go first. So me and this this other this girl sat there, his his friend, and uh, you know, see him go back, whatever. So song. you made the friend who drove you there go in and sit there. Oh, dude, they pulled her up on stage and pulled her top off. Okay, that's interesting. Um. So anyway, um, he goes back, does the dance and, you know, song ends and I'm looking for him, you know, and I see him walk out of that room and he is just dying laughing. And I was like, what, what is he, what is he laughing? So the girl follows him out, comes back to the table. Cause I told her, you know, I want to dance after him. Well, he's laughing. I got to find out why he's laughing. And she's like, she's like, Oh, she's like, you want to go? And I was like, well, give me a song. Give me one song. And then, then we'll come back and we'll go back. She's like, okay. So we're sitting there. I was like, what happened? He's like, oh, dude. He said, she set me down on that couch and and did a cartwheel and landed her feet up on the back of the couch and her arms gave out and she smoked her face on the floor. I thought, there's no way, no way. He's And so the, my turn comes up. And we go back there, you know, she introduces herself, whatever, I don't know. And I'll be damned if she doesn't do another cartwheel and put her legs right up on there. Only this time she held herself up. See, that's another good moral of everything we've covered is never give up. <laughs> never give up. Never give up. <laughs> never give up. See, I mean, we did. That's, that's she, she what we did. She had good work ethic. She did. She she had good work. She Dude. she had it down. She just, she she slipped up. Everybody makes mistakes. I know. She's paying for nursing school. She, they all are. Oh my God. But you know, it's work ethic. I mean, that's what we've, we've put in the time, you know, to do this podcast, to bring this to everyday people. You know, we're, we're, we're nobody famous. We're not rich. You know, we don't live in big, expensive houses. We are blue collar dudes that wanted to put out basically the conversations that we have every day. Yeah, and that's and that's the funny part about it. Whether we're at work or wherever we're at, we have these conversations, and 
And I just they're just interesting to me because of what everybody goes through on a daily basis. Yeah, that's it. Every, everybody con- everybody con- goes through it. I had a conversation with a guy today. He was he was talking about he was upset at his uh, his wife or whatever, and you know he's like you know I pay for this, I pay for that. She only has to pay for this, and you know she <laughs> she took my car, left it with no gas. It's like I know how that is because uh. that happened yesterday. Is I told. I said, yeah, you can take the car. You're going to go out of town. Just take the car. That way you and the kids. And, you know, that's fine. No problem. I said, said, uh, it's a needs gas. Just put gas in it. I said, I'll take your car. No problem. So I take her car. And then as soon as I get in it, damn no gas. gas lights on. <laughs> so I get to work. And so it's like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and, and I'll put gas in it. I filled it up. Filled it up. Good husband. And I get home. And then this morning I took my car to work. And she didn't put, put gas in it. No, no. <laughs> but she didn't put my seat back, and I'm I'm pretty tall compared to yeah. her. Oh yeah. So it's it's six uh, it's six twenty in the morning on a Saturday morning. Get in my car, and I and you know you get in the car, you put yeah, that you gotta slide it in. Did, it didn't help. Like I hit my uh, I hit my head so hard. And then the f- reason I bring that up because I saw this thing on Instagram where um, there's this girl who's um, talking about her her dude how she was having a stressful day and everything was, you know, rough day. And she's like, I need to leave early to get gas. And then I got down in the driveway, saw a note and realized, you know, he put, he filled up my tank for me. And I was just like, okay, but that's great. But wait about 10 years. Yeah. And you guys going to bitch about who overdrove the car more. Uh huh. Who drove it last and who didn't fill it back up. Yeah. There's going to be so many times that you just cruise in the, in the driveway on like no gas and just be like, well, it made it here. It's there. It's on her now to get out. <laughs> yep. And that's kind of what this is what we, you know we talk about is I'm I'm happy people are in love. I love that's fine. I love it. That's great. But just don't like shower me with it. Yeah. Don't don't you yeah. don't you, you don't need to go on social media and tell everybody how good your life is because most of it's bullshit. It is. If you if. It, and it's, I mean, they, they've, they've even, I mean, they've proven this. Mm-hmm. The more, the more you post online about how good your life is, it's actually the exact opposite. So if I, so all the silly shit and all the, ne- not negative, but all the um, smug stuff. So that means my life's pretty good. Yeah, I guess. Actually, my <laughs> life is pretty good. I'm pretty blessed. It's, I just look at things differently than other people, I guess. Well, they say the happier, the happier you are. In your marriage, in your life, the less you post on social media. I don't even have Facebook. Well, when, when it was one of those. Go ahead and say it. What am I? <laughs> you're just fucking weird. No, you're fucking sheep. <laughs> I I got my Facebook account here. Fucking here comes a great story where you help invent it or something, right? Well, I mean, we were buddies, but. Um, <laughs> no, I we had had a we had had a New Year's Eve party in this in this very location, and I had a bunch of pictures that we had taken the night before, and they were they were goofy. They were some of them were funny, and I remember sitting there on the couch on January first, just hung over, and it just you know felt like I was gonna die, and I remember getting on my laptop and. You know, I was like, well, I'm going to check out this, this Facebook stuff. And I mean, this is a while after Facebook even came out. I mean, I, I hell, I was like, I don't know if I need social media for. And, um, 
so I checked it out and I was like, well, this is kind of neat, you know, and I signed up and, and, uh, you know, put in some information in it gave me a couple people to follow that I knew. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. You know? So I, I followed them or, you know, friended them or whatever. And, you know, posted all these pictures up and then it just steamrolled. It was like within two weeks I had like a shit ton of friends and people that, I, you know, were three or four grades behind in school, you know, that maybe knew my sister because she was, you know, three or four grades above me. And it just, then it just steamrolled, then it just steamrolled. And now it's like, you just can't live without it. Especially now that I have kids because now, now parents, <laughs> my parents, my grandparents, everybody's on Facebook. And so they, they, it's a way to, to, for them to see what's going on in the kids, my kid's life without them actually having to be here. Not everybody. I don't have it. Yeah, you don't count. Why? Because you, you're. You I can take. Know. I can take pictures of my kids on my phone now. And send but you them have to my Instagram. Mom. Yeah. So I mean, you're. It's still. You just don't have Facebook. No, no. I understand why. Yeah, I just can't. Yeah, I, mean, I. I have to have Facebook. Otherwise, I can't have my business page. You can still have a website without without Facebook. Yeah, I can, but it, you know how hard it is to draw people to your website? You have to go through Google and do all the Google Analytics stuff. and I go uh, through a lot of businesses, like, and I never have to use Facebook to find them. Yeah, but it's so much easier. No, it's not. You just click this little say, hey, find a used music store, and it popped right well, up. Well, yeah, I mean, I, that I get. <laughs> no, smug ass. No, I mean, I, I have a Twitter, and I have Instagram, and I have Snapchat. I do. I, I enjoy those because it's back and forth with your friends. But the main thing about Facebook is all of a sudden everybody became a fucking journalist. Yeah, everybody has to have an opinion. Judge and jury. Oh, especially now with the election. Oh, my God. I am so tired of seeing that shit. I, I get on Facebook for one reason. That's to look for funny old, memes. Old girlfriends? No, no. To see who yeah, won? Do you no. want to see, or the dude from school, you want to see if you beat him in life? No, nah, well, I won. You won, did I you? Won. That a boy. Um, but I get on there to see funny shit. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care what your political stance is. Nobody does. You, you, you feel like you're doing something by going on here and trashing her or him or whatever, when in all reality, your opinion doesn't mean shit to anybody. Because we still have to get up every... Well, majority of people still have to get up and go to work every day. Yeah. We're going to have to pay taxes. It's not going to matter who the, the ro- president is. The interstates are still going to be fucking jam-packed. And they're still going to have potholes, even though they're paving it every other week. Yeah. It's like one lane tonight. Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean... Yes, I know there's a lot of things that we don't know and I don't want to know about. All I know is, is I'm going to go to work. They're going to pay me for work. And I'm going to use that money to do things with. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to simplify life. Instead of worrying about, like, if this person gets elected or this person gets elected. They all suck. Yeah. Both of them. Like, I can never run because I have a checkered past. Yeah. Because I could hate to see the uh, ad videos for me. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) There's there's no way I would make it past the primaries. (laughs) I mean, I might be able to talk a good game, but if they actually dug into my past and just threw it up there on TV and I'd be like, eh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, this guy's not running. Well, at least that wouldn't be Anthony Weiner. He actually just got in trouble for yeah for fourteen year old girl. Yeah, and this dude used to be have a, a elected official. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, T- texting dick pics. We've we we we've talked about the dick pic. They have to ask for it. 
Yeah, you can't you can't just you can't just throw a dick. You don't start out with that either. That's 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 strong. That's no nobody nobody wants to see a dirty penis. No, like I don't even like looking at mine. Nah, well, I mean that's kind of pretty. No, after I mean it is my best friend. It is. It is. We shuck hands a lot. He's been especially in the teenage years. He's been down a lot lately. (laughs) Tell me about it. I got kids. No, when you know, and I was talking to somebody else about this is. When you know you pick rest and sleep over shenanigans. Yeah, you're an adult. You're an adult. Because when you get home and and the thought process is... And I knew because the other morning as my wife kind of shower with me and I was like... Like, no. I just want to take a shower. Because I think... Because we never get the water right. Oh, and, I know. And then you have to do one of these weird where you stick your ass out and wash yeah. your hair so you don't get yeah. soap on them. And then and she's like, "You didn't leave enough soap on the on the on the loofah." I was like, "Well, I I was in here. I actually went like a kid. I was in here first. <laughs> I said, Steph, we have two showers. I like, we have two showers. I go use another shower. We do. We have two showers. Yeah. But still, though, we have to. It's like that one. You're right. It's like it's like everybody just goes to that one bathroom. Yeah. No, I know. It's uh, I I like a I like a hot shower, like really hot shower. Yeah, to wake you up. She does not. Like, I mean, she, she likes, I, I mean, not cold, but not warm enough for me. I like a progressive shower. You start here and then you work your way up. Oh no, man. I, I, I put it in and get that good burn. I love that. Oh, it makes me feel so good. That's, that's mm, weird. It makes me feel good. I like it. My favorite thing is when they forget to put the water out. Like for some reason, when the kids take a shower is they actually like, put the nozzle in the for the water like they're taking a bath what so you know yeah sometimes is the plug will go down oh yeah 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 yeah. so like this morning it was real early in the morning trying to keep the lights off not because um my wife was asleep and then one of my son was in our room asleep i was trying not to wake anybody up at 5 30 in the morning yeah so i'm going to take a shower so i just turn the shower on and then i and then um, i guess i didn't turn it and it turned all the way where I normally do, real hot. So I went and grabbed some, came back, got in, and there was cold water at the bottom from the night before. Oh, worst yes. feeling oh, in the world. Yes. Yeah, because then you letting the water out, but you never get warm enough, no matter how hot you turn it, scalding yeah. hot. I we have our uh, our shower head has two, like it has a handheld one, and then it also has like one up top that's like a you know just a stationary one, and um, you know you you go to pull out like you're using the one above, you know, and it's got a little lever you flip and it goes to the other one. It's always cold water and it hits you and you just like, I mean, it's like your balls just shrink up. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just showers are one of my favorite things in the world. They make me so happy. I don't know why. (laughs) Make you happy. Yeah. Like I just like, do you shower before work? Uh, Sometimes. Like I, I mean, can't. I, I mean, I got a dirty job. Well, no, I know, but what I'm saying is, like, you know, some people is, you know, coffee wakes them up. Yeah, me a shower is like my energy drink. Or they uh, get shower as soon as I hit it, I feel great. I suck down the coffee. Ugh. I don't know. We're sitting here with one like 15 different drinks because <laughs> yeah. we worked a ton of hours this uh, yeah. week. Yeah, we did. And then they're sacrificing to try to entertain you people. I hope you enjoy this. This is uh. This has been a long time coming. Uh, obviously, this is the the first episode. Um, we we want input from you. Um, we'll give you 
all of our social media accounts, all of our emails and stuff uh, to come here. But uh, we we hope you enjoy. And no dick pics, please. Yeah, no dick pics because if you send me a dick pic, it's going on Instagram and Twitter. We all have. We also have our personal accounts too. We'll just post through that stuff everywhere. Yep, you're getting blasted if you send me a dick pic. But we hope you enjoy this. Uh, tune in. We're gonna put one of these out um, every week. As we get going, uh, we get more followers or more subscribers to the podcast. We will um, we'll try to put out some more. Uh, we're test, kind of testing the waters right now just to see if you guys are going to like this. Um, you know, we're no we're no Joe Rogan. We 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 don't know scientists. We don't know fighters. Uh, maybe a couple comedians, but for the most part, this is a blue collar podcast this is for the working man or the working woman you know who's putting in 40 plus hours a week you know we hope to just bring you a little laughter throughout your week maybe give you something to look forward to each week each monday because we're planning on putting this out be out each monday um everybody knows monday sucks i get i get a case of the mondays every week really you're liable to get your ass kicked saying something like that that's right so I guess until next week. Love you, Mom. <laughs> Love you, Mom. All right. That's a wrap on another episode. Uh, we'd like to thank you all for listening. We would also like to thank our sponsor, Repo Records, uh, to give us the audio each and every week. Without you, BJ and I would not sound as sexy as we do. That's Repo Records taking the music back. Uh, you can follow us on all of our social media accounts. We're on Twitter. That's at Smugcast Show. We are also on Instagram, at Smugcast underscore. Uh, if you have any questions you'd like to ask us or topics you might like to hear us talk about on the show, you can email us. That's smugcastshow at gmail.com. Also, please head on over to iTunes. Rate us. Leave us a review. That's how we get into the new and noteworthy category where all the big dogs go to play. Thanks again for listening. And until next week, stay smug.